Hello, fellow Toklorists! Time for another Toklore Show and Tell. Where we find folklore in the everyday things. Helping us see how we are all connected. Exposing the folklore within. So we are talking about Stonewall Rebellion and Pride Parades. I'm excited. This is Pride Month. This is Pride Month. And ironically, today is a very special day. The day that that this will be released is a very special day. And we'll learn more about that in a second. But for this particular topic, I asked myself three questions. What is Pride? Where did it come from? And when did it start? And that's that those are the three questions I wanted to answer. And I think I did a good job. Now, this is only a short episode, so it's not going to cover everything, the whole story. So we're going to supply some follow-up research topics for you to discover on your own, Tokloris. So, all right. Are we ready? You ready for the ride? Give it to me. All right. Oh, it didn't work. There we go. Okay. So let, it, let us travel back in time to 1960s America. And all of the things going on in the 1960s in America. We've got the civil rights movement, feminist movement, beatniks, blues, jazz, rock and roll, Vietnam War protests, Summer of Love, Woodstock, JFK assassination, and then Bobby Kennedy's assassination, and Andy Warhol. And there is so much more. Um, Let me take a breath. (laughs) So a lot of stuff was going on. And the counterculture in 1960s America's, America was the spark that spawned important social changes that we are still working on to this day. And they were the building blocks for equal rights for all. We're still cr- trying to get there. We're working on it. But this really, really pushed the momentum forward by a lot. So during this time... And even before the 1960s, especially before the 1960s, there were countless state and federal laws designed to minimize, manipulate, and humiliate marginalized people. I like you could probably think of one right off the top of your head that is pretty awful. And it's, it, it was really bad for the queer community. Now, I'm going to use the phrase queer community because that is what I have heard other like members of the queer community refer to it as. So I'm going to refer to it that way. Um, back then, the queer community was referred to as gay. Just straight, just gay. <laughs> Generalized term. So the APA at the time considered being queer a mental illness equivalent to sociopathy, which is outrageous. Sociopathy? Yes outrageous and it wasn't taken out of their literature until 1973 wow yes yep yeah science can be very biased mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what do you think putting something out there would do to society it's gonna make everybody irrationally afraid of the queer community saying like queer people are the equivalent to sociopaths sparks 
an irrational amount of fear that yeah. still exists to this day. I, uh, for example, transgendered people are pedophiles. We must protect the children. I mean, settle down, Karen. But it, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> the actually. statistics are in not your favor. <laughs> that's for sure. It's like, you know. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, actually. So let's the zoom Catholic in. Catholic Church is pointing the finger? What? <laughs> well, wait a second. It's because they're trying to distract everybody away from their own pedophiles happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We digress. So let's zoom in on Greenwich Village, New York City, the city that never sleeps. In New York, it, if you were. In the a part of the queer community, it was illegal for you to hold hands, kiss, order a drink at a bar, appear in a manner that isn't consistent with your assigned gender at birth. So if you are a transgendered man, you would get arrested for having, um, I'm sorry, I mixed that up. If you were a, tra <laughs> I'm so sorry, if you are a transgendered woman, it was, you would get arrested for having a woman's haircut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, I got some some stuff mixed up in there. But in No, but it's it's easier to call out a transgender woman. There's people are a little more a little less judgmental or discerning about a woman who's going to wear, you know, pants. Mhm. Mm um mm -hmm. and and dress more masculine like I don't know why, but there's there's this always this push mm -hmm. in order for a woman to get by in a man's world they have and, to and it's so also it looking into this i didn't see a lot of examples of people uh of, of transgendered men being arrested now now that's mm. not to say that they didn't <laughs> but i just didn't see a lot of that reflected in what in my research mm -hmm. just yeah. yeah, but they also made illegal any and all homosexual or deviant air quotes, sexual acts. Um, yeah, so you essentially were not allowed to be happy or yourself or with other people. Yeah, it was great. But it was not safe. Sorry. We, it is, at this point in New York City, it is not safe to be queer at all. So in an attempt to find and create a safe space to be themselves without being accosted at every turn, they turn to places where people, um, cops and cis folks, don't typically go. And Greenwich was just was the place that they decided to go. And it was just one counterculture mecca that exists. I mean, they were, of course, all over the country. This is just one of them. Right. There were artists and musicians. Artists and musicians performed and frequented bars and clubs. So like Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, Andy Warhol was out all the time. There were many queer prostitutes because they couldn't get a job doing anything else. And they needed to survive. So it was op often the only option to earn money. And of course... There is a criminal element the mafia got involved. And I note this because the criminal element is always attracted to the marginalized because it's very easy to exploit those people. 
mm-hmm. unfortunately. But and I, I mentioned them because it's also an important part of this story, and we'll see how it, how that goes. Okay. So, yes. Uh, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. Oh um, no, no, I'm I'm <laughs> cooking along here. You've got a lot of slides. I know. So <laughs> there's a it's a lot of it's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So there, there. So at that point, as I mentioned, it was illegal to order a drink at a bar if you were queer. Um, Interesting. I know. There in like for yourself to to consume. Yes. Wow. So there was a group of people, and it's not mentioned in the slides, but it's, I think they're important to mention. But the Madachin Society was an integral in abolishing that law, and so they were able to pass new legislation that determined it was not legal to not allow a queer person to order a drink, if that makes sense. So that was essentially the green light to establish gay bars and clubs. But the government didn't make it easy. They made it really, really hard to get a liquor license, which forced a lot of bars and clubs to operate without having one, which left them very vulnerable to cops. Oh, shit. So you can imagine what happened. Bars and clubs were constantly getting raided for not having a liquor license. But while they were there, they thought, well, we might as well just, like, arrest some other people. So they would arrest and beat patrons all the time. Like, all the time. Enter the mafia. So they, they paid cops off to stop raiding or at least give a heads up when a raid was going to take place and where. They also secured a space that was previously burned down and not renovated yet or fixed up at all. So it still had like scorch marks and awful like smells and things and broken stuff. But it was theirs and they called it the Stonewall Inn. The Stonewall Inn is a National Historic Landmark, and it actually still exists today in Greenwich Village in the same spot. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Go check it out when you go to New York City. But cops were not, they were not tolerating it, and they, they were fed up. So um, the early morning hours of June 28th, 1969, cops showed up for a routine raid and assault. And while they were arresting and beating a woman, she called out for help from the onlookers. And that's when pennies, literal pennies, started flying. Onlookers started throwing pennies at cops. And when they ran out of pennies, they grabbed rocks, bricks, anything they could get their hands on. And they threw everything they had at these guys. And the cops soon realized, we are fucking outnumbered and this is not a good thing so they barricaded themselves inside the bar and the rebellion they so you'll see that it's called stonewall riots but also um i saw that in an interview of a participant they preferred it to be called a rebellion he's like it's not a riot it was a rebellion and um so this rebellion lasted for six whole days six days yeah Countless raids, countless assaults, a lot of property damage, a lot of arrests, and maybe some catharsis too, because you know, destroying things sometimes feels really good. Especially when you're feeling angry and helpless. Yeah, and completely oppressed and unheard. Yeah, yeah. And this actually sparked rebellions across the country 
after this. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big, big deal back then. And one year later, June 28th, 1970, was the Christopher Street Gay Liberation Day. Or the first Christopher Street Gay Liberation Day. And they marched. Liberation Day March. Mm -hmm. They marched from Christopher Street. So essentially we're Stonewall Inn. At Stonewall Inn all the way to Central Park. And it started out as a few people just holding signs that just holding a sign and walking down the street just awkwardly and terrified that they were about to be attacked because they had gotten bomb threats. But as they kept walking and walking, more and more people joined in and it grew and it grew and it grew until literally thousands of people joined the march in Central Park and they actually have a section of the park that is a national park to commemorate commemorate that spot. So also check that out if, when you go to New York City. Yeah. Oh, so the more people who joined, the more confident they felt. And they began to chant. One of their chants was, say it loud, gay is proud, which I'm assuming that might be where Pride Parade came from. Mm-hmm. And this, this was considered the first Pride March. And it's been happening every year since. Yeah. Not every city's putting it on at the same time, but... Here you have it. June 28th is the official day for Pride Parade. If you don't get to have it, then at least you can be supportive of where they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why today I was saying earlier that today is a really significant day in history because today is June 28th. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a huge part of informing the folklore of our generation even. Yes. The ripple effect that it's had. Yes. So in conclusion, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, Yeah, mm-hmm. especially right now. And a lot of educating that needs to happen, especially right now. And there is so much more to this story. I mean, I quickly just, I, I went through it like, like a freight train, but there is a lot more to this story. And both Sarah and I encourage you to dig into it more, educate yourself more, and become an, an ally. Sarah, do you have any recommended um, research topics? Um, well, there's a couple of names. Uh, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, and is it Stormy Delavera? It's, she, she pronounces it Delavier. Oh, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Okay. From New Orleans. So that's a good place to start. And of course, if you want to dig into more specifically Stonewall Rebellion, just mm-hmm. Google Stonewall Rebellion. I got a lot of my material from um, Bailey Sarian's Dark History podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to check it out. She does a very good job. Um, there's also, you can get the full P- a PBS documentary that's over an hour long on YouTube. So there's a good PBS one there. She does a great job of making their stuff accessible too, which is mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, Sarah, I sent you a video. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Yes, I did. I didn't get to finish it. I kept getting interrupted, but I did watch <laughs> most of it. Yes. Super informative. It, I really like this. Is this – um, what's the show? It's Crash Course oh. History. Crash oh, no. Course. Black it's in the show notes. So if you guys okay, want to check that video out, it's pretty short. It's about 15 minutes long. Um, yeah, I really have been enjoying finding, um, 
content creators uh, out there um, providing information, giving us opportunities to learn. Yes. Uh, yeah. Making accessible information that maybe wasn't accessible to, accessible to me when I was younger. Yeah, so. I was talking about this with my mom, actually, about how I'm, I'm kind of upset that I did not know anything about any of this. Like when yeah. somebody would mention like Stonewall riots or Stonewall rebellion, I'd be like, Stone Stonewall Jackson, that yeah. that one, no, nope, not that one, not even close. Um, and I'm like, I don't understand why they don't cover it. At least try attempting to cover it like they do. You know, um, it's surprising what you don't learn about history when you take history in school. It's and then and parents get so upset when there's their kids change after they go to college and I'm like are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what happens when you go out and you learn to learn things? They're learning <laughs> shit. Come yeah. on. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like you this. guys enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. No, so happy pride. And uh if you haven't had a chance to join a pride parade, they can be a lot of fun if you've got a or go it's watch a really lovely aura that comes from it. It's, uh, mm -hmm. A lot of happiness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the solidarity and the support that comes from it really just has this really relieving presence. The, I think it's this, the feeling of safety in the, in the community. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's, that's beautiful. Awesome. So, well, yeah. Happy Pride. Happy Pride and have a good night or good day or have a good March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see you in July. This has been Toklore Show and Tell. And we want to hear your stories. Please share a piece of your Toklore with us. Send us a message on Instagram at toklore.podcast. Or email us at toklorepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.